0: Yeah, every Wednesday we get to talk football with Mark Slareth, NFL on Fox, 104.3 The Fan in Denver. And Mark joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line right now. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I am doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. Uh, we've had a lot to chew on from the Cardinals game last weekend. Oh, boy. And when you're a team that has not played well and you've got an uh, opportunity to upset the last undefeated team and you screw up some late-game operation and then botch a 43-yard field goal to send it to overtime, the, uh, the, the football world will talk about. You, Mark, uh, your thoughts on what you saw from from Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury in that in that moment where it looked like things got away from them?
1: Yeah, I you know again I don't know I watched the end of that game I watched uh, the majority of that game um, on Monday. Um, obviously, you put it down in a position to kick a field goal to win that game, and, and you gotta you gotta be able to make a forty three yarder. Yes. I mean, that's a, just a a given. Now, I did think at the end of that game you had an opportunity to. You know, to run another play and get it closer. But, um, you know, there was the breaks. You played well enough to win the game. You probably should have. Um, and, you know, and you didn't. So, uh, again, it, this game is this game is so' it's so hard and and as I tell you guys all the time and I like some of the run stuff I like you know like Connor actually ran the ball really well. I thought they did a great job with some of their schemes, power and stuff and I thought they were that were at the point of attack that's a big physical football team in Philadelphia that they controlled um some line of scrimmage uh, you know line of scrimmage and some of the runs late that game so I think those are all positive signs to lean on um and for me that's one of the things that I guess you can there's you know I mean there's no you can't take a moral victory like you, no. like right you, you can't but you can say hey we saw some things that looked better this week that looked more to me like NFL football as opposed to hey quarterback right. go scramble around and make some plays for us and right. see if we can win that way it looked it, it 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 felt more tangible to me it felt more real to me so at least I kind of hang my hat on going, at least you can build from that if that makes sense
2: yeah, it does and and i and I think uh, I walked away from the game thinking this might be the best game they 've played all year, and they and they 've won two games and, and i and I say that knowing they lost but what, but what makes me stop is just the kind of the buffoonery at the end of the game, and we 've seen that too often and, and and more to the point the these slow starts, I do not understand how a franchise quarterback. And an offensive-minded head coach in week five of year four still can't score a point in the opening quarter.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know that is one of those frustrating things, and um, it is. It, it is. I tell you, and I know I'll sound like a broken record, and I'll sound that way till the day I die. But until you fall in love with the with with what a two-yard run gets you, um. You know, a two yard run and, and how, how that affects you as a football team, and if you can end it physically, and until you change your mindset. And, and this is one of the things I think is really interesting about football. Um, show me teams that get great attempts, like that really like have a lot of attempts, and I'll show you teams that physically win football games, you know, physically win them in the trenches and create opportunities for their quarterbacks have easy plays. It is so much easier to run the run action, play action game, to run the play pass game. It is so much easier to, to develop half field reads for your quarterback and give him easy progressions and give him easy completions and take all the weight of just operating at the line of scrimmage, take all the weight off your plate. That is so much easier for guys. And like that to me is one of the reasons you fall in love with those two, as long as they're physical two-yard runs, as long as you're nasty at the end of it, because they'll become four-yard runs, and then they'll become eight-yard runs, and they'll do all those things for you, and they'll they'll slow down a pass rush, they'll and they'll just help you immensely. But when you come out and say, "Hey, man, we're we're gonna sling it around, and then we're gonna set up a, you know, we're gonna create the run game through throwing it," um, I just I don't believe philosophically in that, and. And I think that's—I think that really is the difference between playing in the NFL and being a good NFL team and being a college team. And so it's one of those things that I really think you have to embrace. But I've told you guys this before: like, like throwing the ball and setting up a young quarterback is—you know—is Viagra to eighty-year-old loners. They—they they, they can't get enough of it. But it's not what wins.
0: Mark Schlereth, NFL and Fox 104.3, the fan of Denver, our guest every Wednesday to talk football. Another big story everybody's talking about is the roughing the passer calls. Grady Jarrett on Tom Brady and then Monday night Chris Jones on Derek Carr. And there was a lot of outrage uh, and probably warranted outrage. Uh, is is the league creating a problem in overreaction to what was a very unfortunate injury to Tua tunga And can, can they pull out of this in your mind, Mark?
1: Well, yeah, I think I think you're 100 percent right. It is one of those those overreactions or those reactions. I, I think the other thing is is let's face it. Um, you know, when it comes to NFL football, you know it's bad for business. Is backup quarterbacks are bad for business, uh-huh. and yeah. so you want to make sure you protect those guys as much as you can protect them. But at some point, we have to let common sense, you know, at least filter in a little bit to our decision-making process. And that certainly has gone out the window with the two calls that you mentioned. So at some point, and I think we've talked about this, before, I'm not a fan of challenge flags. I think challenge flags just make us look stupid. Like it, it that to me is like, so we, we're using challenge flags because we want to get the call right. As long as you have challenge flags. Because if you run out of challenge fights and we don't care about getting the call right, right, then then it doesn't really matter to us. Because obviously you're out of challenge fights, so that's a shame on you. Like, Is that really what we're doing here? And how hard is it to actually have an official upstairs that when there's something egregious or looks like it potentially is egregious, that he can review it while you're in the huddle? Or if you go hurry up, you can stop the game and say, wait a minute, we're going to look at that. And you take 12 seconds to look at that, you know, the Grady Jarrett hit, or you take 12 seconds to look at the Chris Jones hit, and you say, no, nope, that wasn't, that's a fumble. He recovered it. There was no penalty there. And Kansas City ball. Like, the, don't, don't if we want to get it right, shouldn't we want to get it right at all times? Yeah. And, you know, and I, I get that now, because they tried that with pass interference a couple of years ago. And the problem, the reason that didn't work is because the league didn't want to make the, its officials look bad. And my thought process is: Who cares if the officials look bad? If you make a bad call, you know what? It's a bad call. Let's call it for what it is. Like I, play, I played plenty of games and and plenty of plays where I got my ass kicked. Right, that's part of human nature. That's part of just being human. Um, you know, they pay those other guys really handsomely to be good. And the same thing with coaches. You know, the end of the game operation. How many times? How many times have we seen people screw that stuff up? There's a human element to that. And if we can, if we can basically say, Hey, let's fix that human element. Cause this game is so fast, it's impossible to see everything. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. So let's fix that part of it. And, and I don't care if you get your feelings hurt because right. that, that doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. You know, I operate with that, the whole philosophy of I'm with you, winner tie, make a crappy call. <laughs> let's call it a crappy call. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, that's where I'm at. So I, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Well, we have to, well, I guess it's just our, our whole generation, right? I mean, we can't offend anybody, you know, we can't, we got to make sure that everybody's feelings don't get hurt, we can't hurt the feelings of our, you know, of our officials, and what if we bring into question, hey man, if you suck at your job, everybody in America should know that you suck at your job, because if you suck at your job at playing football, guess what everybody in America knows? Yeah. That you suck at your job at playing football. <laughs> exactly.
2: uh finally the cardinals are going to seattle this weekend and i never thought i'd be saying they might be facing a breakout star in geno smith the way this bronco seahawk russell wilson geno smith we talked to a guy mike Sando, who lives in seattle he's convinced the seahawks had no clue that geno smith had this in him what do you make of the way this whole thing is turned mark
1: I, I, I miss you. I, I broke up there for a minute. The
2: what way, was that? Yeah, just the way this whole Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, Denver, Seattle dynamic has not has really kind of been flipped on its ear.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Geno Smith is <laughs> is playing great, and uh, and it looks like here in Denver that we got sold a lemon. Like, like I, I thought, you know, I thought the best thing that we could do I thought is we, as, as we could become Mariner fans just to show that we're like, hey, you sold us a lemon, okay? You gave, you gave us a lemon. This jalopy doesn't work. But listen, shame on us for buying into it. At least we're going to support your Mariners, right? Like, I thought that was the most altruistic thing that we could do. It is. Um, Russell is playing horrible football. Like that game the other night, that Thursday night game may have been the worst football game he has ever played in the course of his career. I mean, it was horrible. Of course, you are going to be this Thursday night. You are going to be uh, treated to Chicago, Washington. Yes. Just when you thought last Thursday couldn't get any worse, (laughs) this Thursday may trump it. So we've got that going for us. But I'll, I'll tell you this: I think I think ultimately Russell needs to say to himself, "I'm the problem." And I've got to play better because there were plenty of plays designed. There were big plays designed. There were wide open receivers that he is missing. And I think it goes back to what I've said from day one. If you're going to play till you're 40, you know, and and you're going to be, you know, you're going to have that chance to, to lead a team to multiple championships. You know, eventually as you age and you lose athleticism, you have to be able to operate more from the pocket. He's got rabbit ears. I mean, he hears everything. So uh, you know, even last week, even even last week, that guy was referencing. I think we talked about it, referencing. You know, something Pete Carroll said and said, "Oh, I told you I could do it." You know, whatever. But bottom line is, you got to get back to doing what you do well, right? And and quit quit trying to be somebody you're not because you become a Hall of Fame quarterback doing it the way you do it. Get under center more, and I do believe that that this coaching staff and Nathaniel Hackett is. At some point, you got to grow up and be the parent. And at some point, if your kids continue to break rules and continue to to do things that you don't like, at at some point you got to ground them. At some point, you got to say, "Hey, listen, I know I gave you that curfew until twelve thirty, but we're going to roll that back till ten thirty until you can stop acting like an idiot." You know, and then we'll then we'll reassess where we're at. But at some point, that coaching staff is going to have to be the adult. And at this particular point in time, it doesn't look like they're capable of it. And that, that's a little bit that's a little bit concerning
0: mark great stuff as always thank you so thank much you, for bro. joining us and we look forward already to talking to you next Wednesday
1: sounds good guys
0: thank you.